0: Welcome to another episode of the reality check podcast episode 16 baby baby it's all good baby baby (laughs) Um, as always I am ever your most gracious host Leo and my co-host Nessu is over here on the other side and we are the reality check podcast
1: yes sir
0: um, honestly, I think there's no point dilly dallying, we might as well just get right into it. The main event, worker. this has been something that has been loading for weeks. Like, you know, how there was the Super Bowl the other week. This is my Super Bowl.
1: Lo loading, ding, 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 ding. We've been waiting. That's how you feel.
0: <laughs> loading, you know, that video, Portia dancing in the pool, doing nothing. That's me, doing That's
1: nothing. Me. Mm. Doing
0: nothing. Keyword doing nothing.
1: A whole lot of nothing.
0: Like, and it was it was even it was even sweeter than I thought it would be. I knew the I knew the play was gonna be good. Don't get me wrong. I knew this episode I was gonna get my life. But, but not like this. Not, not like this. this. Spike Lexi in the cut. No way. No, y'all doing too much calling her Spike Lee. Like y'all, no, y'all guys,
1: there's a lot more that. And this is the thing obviously, they'll never give us the info, but there's actually a lot more that Alexi did than we actually thought. Like, there's a lot more that she observed than we thought.
0: What does that pertain to?
1: There was a scene in the play of Cat. I'm still now vexed how she found out about Kat. Because Kat didn't even tell her friends. You mean the,
0: the cam stuff she was doing?
1: Yes, Kat didn't even speak about it with her friends. So I'm like, oh, as, unless that's like, you know, you're trying to... Because you know how they did keep switching between yeah, players and the I, player think I think it's but I saw artistic the artistic license. license.
0: Hmm? I think it's a, lot, a lot of it was artistic license. I don't believe Lexi knew every single detail of these people's lives. But I do think she's a smart girl. She realizes that she realizes that Nate Nate isn't okay. Like, obviously she clocked, like for him to do that, for her to, (laughs) (laughs) for that scene to be a thing, clearly she's clocked that Nate's not okay. And I don't think she knows about the sex tape. I don't think she knows about the tape. I don't
1: know, because did you watch the preview, did you see how Jules' face dropped? There's something there that's going to rock Jules. There's something that's going to rock Jules. She may not know about the tape, but she might know about something because yeah, something maybe she
0: knows new. that there was. When I sure was
1: going to be rocked, and I don't think it's pertaining to um, Rue. I don't think it's pertaining to Elliot. Elliot hasn't been long enough around for people to observe him like that, um. And I mean, it's not like she didn't know about how horrible Nate was. So there's something that's going to rock her, and I need to see what is it because they were panning in on um, Jules face, and she literally hey. <laughs> Something is going to, there is something that they got to tell us. Then
0: it's probably Rue related, or maybe it's something that I think, I think it's either something that shows because Rue, Rue isn't in the, if you think about it, Rue hasn't been in the play yet. Rue, there's no Rue. I mean, not Rue, Jules. There's no Jules. Oh, Jules. There's no yeah. Jules. So maybe she doesn't like how she's portrayed in the play, because I imagine she has to like well, yeah, it be that she
1: has to she has to feature because I get it there's gonna be them touching. I mean they already touched on you know how Lexi felt like she found herself always questioning whether she and Rue were even still best friends. So there's gonna come a point where she touches on when she started seeing Rue hanging out with this new girl, surely. Then, Maybe like I said, it's how
0: portrayed. Obviously, she had an opinion, obviously, you know, she mm-hmm. she was she she, she she had her thoughts, so I and I don't You're believe right. she's holding be back on anyone. Um. Mm. So I imagine, from what I've seen in the preview, I imagine maybe there's gonna be the fight. The fight's gonna happen. There's gonna be a fight. I think the fight will happen. The
1: fight at the house party.
0: No, the fight. Between-
1: what you mean? The fight doesn't Cassie and Maddie at
0: the end there. Of- Cassie and Maddie are gonna fight. Hundred yeah, no. percent, fight. But I think it's not gonna be the way. I think Cassie's gonna try attack Lexi, and then.
1: Maddie's gonna defend her. Maddie's like, don't be mad. Mm -mm, mm -mm, Don't mm -mm." do that.
0: And then I think the play will continue with Cassie like now being kicked out of the auditorium. When they were running out there, that Cassie's now left. And so, because if you think about it, Maddie, Nate, and Cassie, they've their stuff has been resolved in the play. So I think that's when we shift maybe to Jules, other characters. I mean, I don't know how much else we can see. I think maybe it will be. Jewels, the jewel stuff, and then obviously we have to resolve Fesco's story nine. I'm not crying, I'm not crying. I'm As crying.
1: if I weep for 40 days and 40 nights.
0: Guys, but Ashtray no. knows, Ashtray knows something is wrong. Ashtray's spidey sense is kicking him, saying, oh, it's just,
1: They've tingled, that's why he put the, 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 He's knife gonna kill someone. the knife or whatever. He's gonna kill someone, I know him. Someone is going to die. And we heard the knife, I mean, the bullet go, it's just weather is Feds, whether it's AT himself, whether it's somebody else who ends you know up I didn't going...
0: the, the, the tattoo says AT. That was hey. so funny to me. I'm
1: like... He's a little,
0: yeah. he's a little thug, not a 15-year-old, okay? <laughs> I got a thug in love. <laughs> I don't think he's 15 in the thingy, though. He's, I think...
1: Apparently he is, because I thought he was, like, 12 or whatever, but apparently he's 15 in the show.
0: He's 15 in the show as well. I thought he's he was... A... Closer to 12, I
1: think it has to be younger, right? Because considering, but then, the again, gap, also, but then Fez is also not 18, like, Fesco is older. How old is Fesco? I don't know,
0: but he's older. Oh, yeah, because I think remember
1: they kept talking about how he kept repeating high school, Ned kept calling him stupid. And Nate da, 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 and also that.
0: needs... Nate said, like, 20 time. something,
1: you're old and you're in with, yeah, husband. you're
0: old and washed up, like, yeah, you're a loser, like, school didn't work out for you, no, 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 so clearly. He was And he
1: specifically says you're twi- like he mentions the age and it's a 20-something.
0: You're like, so he- basically called him a 40-year-old idiot. Like, you're
1: 50 and you still out here with these kids. Mm-mm. Like
0: <laughs> you run around, you run around time with these kids, like you ain't got like a retirement to think about. Like yeah, you
1: ain't got a pension to pay.
0: You're a 50-year-old idiot at this point. <laughs> um but let's 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 digress and take it, take it to the top. You know, I feel like we've jumped around, we've gone to the future. Let's take it to the top. Um, opening my opening thoughts um about this episode. Like I said, I was super excited for it. Um, I've been looking forward to Lexi's thoughts on everything going on around her because clearly she has some thoughts, she has some things on her mind. You know, um, she's been noticing things, she's seen things go on behind the scenes, and obviously. It's not okay. A lot of the stuff that happens to these kids is actually not okay. And that happens with them is actually not okay. So, for it to be someone who is like Lexi, someone, I won't say innocent, innocent isn't the term I'm looking for, but in that realm, but someone who's not as actively involved, it's interesting to see because by virtue of her status as that kind of outsider person, it's going to be like a mirror into these people's lives like maddie will see what she looks like to everybody else um cat 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 even cassie cassie even you know she seemed you know she seemed visibly affected by what she was seeing what she actually is like to be like what it's like to be her sister so i think they all needed a kind of wake-up call i hope you know nate don't press snooze i press i pray he wakes up but you know we're gonna get into that we're gonna get into that um, but yeah, over to you.
1: Um, I think the opening scene already was like, I was like, we finna eat. Like the way the whole thing started, them going back to Rue's dad's funeral, and then it switching from when she was reading to Rue next thing, GG lights. that's the opening. I said, yeah, that's how you feel, great. Um, and I think, th- I put this in my notes a little bit later on, but I'm just gonna start by saying it now and then I'll touch upon it again later. This episode was perfect for the provision of context like when we kept talking about the context and I was like you know what this was a lesson in patience everything was gonna come back and you know how we kept saying you know but then there's Gia that they're not really touching on Lexi is so forgotten and she's just like in the background and considering her relation to these people you'd expect them to Pardon me. You'd expect them to really focus on her a little bit more. And just like I said, just kind of us being able to get into Lexi's mind and clock things from her perspective, her seeing all these things that, you know, maybe like you said, given her position and I guess the rankings or the social status, you wouldn't actually realize how much she... Is happening right in front of her if that makes sense and i guess she's one of those people who because she's cassie's sister and you know she was friends with Rue, she gets to end up seeing or being privy to a lot more information than the regular student who maybe shares the same status as lexi does um but i i just in in general like seeing the crowd and the different reactions and how people initially were like mm, like maddie was like wait is this play like about us and then eventually seeing people warming up to it because it was giving South Park. I don't know if you guys have ever watched South Park. You know how they say South Park writers, they don't have favorites, like anybody can get it. And I feel like that was, that was the running theme with our life. Like there was something for everybody. The way they made, I think her name is Susie, Lexi and Cassie's mama look, the way they made Rue look, the way they made Nate look, this person, like you can't even cry and say no, but I wasn't depicted well. There was something to drag everybody. Um, But I think over time, Bar, Cassie, and Nate, you can just kind of start to see people just kind of easing up into it. Susie was my favorite because she was there cackling, like, oh my gosh, that's supposed to be me. Like, she did not take any of the shit personal. And I was like, you know what? If you're happy, I'm happy. Love that for you. (laughs) Um, One thing that stuck out to me even like early on is Cassie looking like she wants to commit murder. Like she wants to kill Lexi. And I think there's something you touched upon, I think it was last week. When you're mentioning how, um, when she had what she wanted to say to Lexi when she walked into the living room before their mom kind of clucked her, um, she was very ready to say whatever she was going to say because she kind of thought, as usual, no one's really going to say much. Like it's Lexi, Lexi's fine. And I guess when you're that person who doesn't speak up much or who doesn't, whatever, some people just kind of take that for weakness and they just kind of speak anyhow. And she thought that that situation would be the same when her mom was just going to be like, okay, girls. She didn't think her mom would come to Lexi's defense. But I will say, she definitely, for whatever reason, despite anybody on the show or in their lives, Lexi's the only person that she really seems to look down on or at. Like, that's the only person, if they were like, Rock, choose someone, She she will always choose Lexi. I feel like, even in the way, maybe not so much when they were younger, when they're showing as their younger selves but if you see how Lexi was portraying like some of the things Cassie would say to her like you know Lexi some boys actually do just like smaller boobs and you know Lexi they're like oh, yeah that's true but hey maybe they'll grow no no but maybe I still, they need a little no they're fully gone like that energy even the rage I mean I'm just jumping a little bit but the the fury in her eyes when she stood by that glass window by the door and it was steaming like you're angry at Lexi for revealing this than realizing that I'm a Popeye, baby.
0: Loser.
1: <laughs> the loser energy is a little... I'ma need you to really learn. this is why her mom was telling and she needs an exorcism because yeah, you've lost it. You've lost it. But it really was insane to me that Lexi's the only person she'll ever step up to with this kind of him. She couldn't face Kat. She couldn't face Maddie. She couldn't face anybody else. Even the time they confronted her, she ran and cried. Same goes to any other scene. Lexi runs and cries. She's a runner. She's a track star as well. But Lexi, Shem, um, she can fight that one if she had to.
0: Um, I, w- I think going by everyone's reactions to the way their plot lines went on the show, I think the people who didn't mind, it was because, it wasn't just because they got like a positive edit. I also think they knew, one, that this wasn't like that deep. It was just, It was obviously how they seem but also it was true to life like Rue she didn't sugarcoat Rue's addiction Rue is a drug addict I mean I won't call her crackhead like her mama did but she is she is she is a drug addict like and it's true and obviously these things would have an impact on other people so I'm not I don't think everyone is like I think people are focusing a bit more on like from like the reactions I'm judging on Twitter Seems people are saying it's more like a positive edit. I think Maddie is a good, like Maddie, yeah, is a bitch, but she's a good person. Like at her heart, she's not a bad person. And she always comes from a place of kindness. And that is Lexi's experience with Maddie. Even she said, I wasn't really sure about Maddie before until that time where she showed me kindness when she really didn't have to. And from then on, I knew that's that's, that's the kind of girl I like. That's the kind of girl I'd want, you know, to be my sister, but God, God planned otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, <laughs> to piggyback off of what you said, I do agree. Um, the choice to start the episode at um, Rue's dad's funeral was very interesting because that's kind of the beginning. It's the beginning for obviously the events that set up the story, but it was not the beginning of the show. It's obviously not where the show started, but it was an interesting place because we weren't there to experience Ruth's father's funeral with her and how, you know, the drugs were really propping her up at a time where she needed support. She needed just, I mean, I don't, I'm not a therapist or anything. I'm not going to be able to say what she needed, but she needed a lot more than she was getting. And so drugs, um, you know, Kind of helped her through that time in her life, um. So when you saw her being portrayed by, well, the character of Jade, I I don't know. It was just so funny. I don't know why I kept laughing every time Jade came on. I think it's because they made fun of what she looked like the the last week on Twitter.
1: Really, they made fun of what Jade looked like. No way. (laughs) Like
0: the Jade actress, they looked. They were laughing at her and. I think that's what made her funny to me. Like even I was just like, hey guys, you guys, you guys are just not nice people. How can you make fun of the girl? All she did was get called mixed race girl to come, you know, act as to a come lady. to the casting. Honestly, y'all are doing three much. She just makes me laugh. Um, but another MVP, like you said, is um Mrs. Howard Susie. Suze, Susie, I'm not sure what her name is. I but, think it's- um, Susan or maybe Suze but they call her Suze. Suze yeah they call her Suze. Um, mm. Her reaction to this just made my heart grow three times bigger like I was just like that's 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 what the fuck I'm talking about like it, it's so nice to see her finally paying attention and even I think that's a common theme even with Gia and um, Rue's mom she also said mm, personally I'm kind of done with you I have another daughter and I'm not gonna lose both my daughters and I think Rue's mom was vocalizing what Lexi's mom is doing herself. Lexi's mom's like, I've lost one daughter, but I'm not about to lose Lexi because this girl, you know, there's nothing wrong with her. But if I don't pay her the right attention, she will become wayward. And I don't want that. So I'm fine with losing that other one. You, I've lost you. You, it's too late for you. And it's not my fault you are the way you... It's honestly, as try as you might to blame me, it's not my fault you are the way you are. You... When shown, when 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 given the opportunity to pick right from wrong, you constantly choose wrong. That's cool. And that's from now on, I'm happy for you. You want to do that? You want to do drugs? You want to sleep with your best friend's boyfriend? Cool. That's do you, boo. Cool. I'm going to focus on the child who needs me. You don't need, you clearly don't need me. Um, You're good on your own. So you good let me, way over there. Let, let me leave you, let me leave you to do your thing and have your as fun. As you were, as do, you were. you wherever you are, crack, Whatever, (laughs) heroin, do it. It's 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 all good. It's all good from me. It's all good Mm in the
1: hood. I absolutely agree, and I do think it's 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 nice to see that honesty. That at the end of the day, I've always well, not always, but like I tend to every now and again, obviously within context, have these conversations with like my friends and stuff. How like at the end of the day, parents are people, and sometimes I think the way we view parental to child relationship sometimes is quite strange, or even just in a family kind of setting, where just because someone's a parent, you just think like, no matter what you do, like, you know, the whole concept of, oh, it's a parent, unconditional love. And it's like, no matter what you do, they will always just be there at your beck and call. And that parent can love you, always will love you. But like, you know, I think her name is Louise. Well, Ru's, Ru and G's mom said, listen, this girl is now literally on a downward spiral because I, I think you were mentioning this last week of the week before, Gia too lost her dad. You even saw in the episode where she was talking about how she has these fears of not being able to preserve all the memories of their dad. Gia lost her parent too. She now has the trauma of having found her sister unconscious, then has to keep going through the trauma of her sister relapsing and not wanting to get sober on purpose being put in the difficult position between her sister and her mom who are always at each other's necks. Her sister saying, I'm taking these drugs, but don't tell I'm doing this to stop myself from being, like the pressure, the trauma, and we saw it at the end, I think it was Rue's episode of season one where she was now trying to smoke the weed or whatever at the carnival or whatever. And it's these little things, like now she's doing bad in school and that's never been her. Her mom even said, she got a D in math and you can see the shock on Rue's face. So I think it's so honest. Rue so is gagged.
0: Rue is gagged. according to Rue. She's fine. Fine. She's just funny healthily. Oh. She's fine. So and the she said, she's fine.
1: She's
0: like, oh, she's she's fine. She, she got a DMA. Oh. She's she got detention twice last week. In three she got three oh, Twice in three weeks.
1: weeks. Or three in two weeks. Mm-hmm.
0: Three in two weeks. Does that seem fine to you? Oh, but because you say she's fine, I
1: should just believe you. But she's you know, fine.
0: you know everything, Rue. You know everything i'm, I'm and scared.
1: i do think obviously you no know, shook scared panicking and you know i think the thing is i it's it's, it's a weird one where naturally to people around you it will seem like you only think of yourself and put yourself first and i don't think Rue only thinks about herself but obviously you can't take away from how it looks to the people around you first of all but it's also not a reach to say you're so in your head and obviously you're going through an addiction is a disease and you're going through all these things yourself that you're not actually taking the time to look at what's happening around you and that's how you're like she's fine because as far as you're concerned she comes into your bed every now and again you guys are kiki every now and again so surely she's fine surely um but she's not mama's <laughs> but um that seems like it was a little bit of a, a slight flashback and just from watching rue in crowd it made me so happy seeing her smile i mean you can visibly see that she's sober she looks cleaner her skin has a little bit of more glow like
0: her hair looks like zendaya now now. like you know what i mean she hasn't been looking like zendaya for a while now. no she hasn't (laughs) she was looking like old girl i know old, old old girl over there
1: and now it's nice to see her and even her smiling and like you said i i also agree that i don't think other people got a positive edit those people are just maybe a little bit more self aware like sue's probably knows i'm i'm a bit of a mess but hey that's me sometimes i'm i'm here drunk 3 p.m. i might offer some alcohol to my teenage kids but that's me you know it is what it is shoot me aight. i'm not the best but i i'm not parent of the year but that's me
0: has anybody ever died of insult
1: small small small, small, <laughs> so, and like you said, same as Rue, it was, if anything, it probably showed us a little bit more, like you said, the fact that she found out already from the funeral, that she, and she, she even said, I knew from before, that was probably just the first time she'd actually seen her do as in the pills and sniff it, you know, and every, before that, it was probably just the read every time they were hang out with Fesco and stuff, so, you know, it, it, it didn't downplay Rue's addiction at all, but these people are self-aware that's why Rue can smile and laugh and I'm sure the seeds that are going to be a little bit heavier but if you know they may be a tearjerker but she's not going to be upset because I was a mess I was a draggy this is what I was doing you know um so yeah it's quite interesting to see people have those takes but I mean people going people child it is what it is um but I think because I don't want to obviously break down every single scene um Can I just say, Faye? Isn't it iconic, ironic that the girl's called Faye and her lips is crazy? What do you mean? The girl who lives in the bando, her name is Faye with the crazy yeah. lips.
0: Yeah. How funny is that that her name is
1: Faye? Ooh, what was that? Guys, what was that? I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: anyway, what do you mean, isn't it ironic or iconic?
1: Isn't it ironic, sorry, that the girl, her name is Faye with the funny lips. Faye, Love Island, lips, Faye, lips. Get
0: out of here, man. You don't find that that weird? Ain't nobody think about that. You know, when I saw
1: some, I'm not going to lie, when I saw a tweet about Faye and her lips at the door, I was like, are you guys
0: wild? And was her name actually Faye?
1: And then I heard her actually say Faye.
0: I I didn't even, a girl, I really don't, like, personally, after the season of Love Island is over, I check out. Ah. So for you to tell me Faye, did you know what Faye? I was like, I don't know if he. I'm like, Listen, who? that? What bitch? But is
1: that whole I just, I just can't wait to see what unfolds. I don't think there's much to say about. Ashtray it. has to know. kill
0: somebody. I need another. one.
1: gotta kill. Face seems like she's not the one because she dropped the glass in shock and fear. Sure so my I man. Uldu, maybe the, I think go.
0: her man. Her man's gotta go.
1: Her man gotta go. Um but the police
0: still come in, so I don't know. So I hope Ashtray has a plan. Personally, I hope... But that remember,
1: um, remember that time, the last time we tried to go there and first said, we don't keep nothing in the house no more. But I don't think old guy knows. The guy who's cooperating with the fence, he doesn't know. Because then Ru came asking for stuff, they said, we don't keep stuff in the house anymore. Because that time when Cal came, I think when something happened, Ashray wised up and he was like, Mm-mm. so I know they don't keep stuff there.
0: But the way, if, if the FBI or whoever I keep um, making a case, they don't need, they actually don't need, because that would just be possession. They know that these guys distribute. Like, if I know you're a drug dealer, I'm really not going to care if I'm going to catch any on. I know what you've been doing. I know I I can prove. We we have witnesses who can say you did this and this. We have money moving from this to this. Like, we can prove it. Like, that is the least of our worries. That one, we'll get you. We're going to get you, boo. We're going (laughs) to find where you put it. We're going to find your ass, and we're going to lock you up.
1: I was going to say, obviously, that situation is that, but I wanted to touch on Nate. Because obviously I don't want to go on and on and on about Cassie Maddie. We're going to see the rest of that unfold. But I keep seeing online that there's a different perception or analysis of Nate's nightmare. Some people are alluding to the fact that the trauma comes from just the tapes. Other people are alluding to the fact that "Mm, Cal might have done something. Especially because last week when Marsha was speaking, um, she kept saying at around 8 or 9 or something, something switched. But in the old narration, they were saying from 11 is when he saw the tapes so it's obviously like mm, something is not right and she even said also um when Nate used to come in and say goodnight she would he would kiss her but he stopped kissing the dad on the cheek um and then obviously she said nothing in him was ever the same really from that age so I wanted to find out what is your analysis of the whole situation
0: I think it was more metaphorical I really don't believe he molested him guys like because also Okay, let me put it this way. If he did molest him or whatever, or, you know, sexually assaulted him, for him to then say in that scene where he was peeing on the floor, you are so dark and you have so many secrets. It's like, like like that's messed up for you to point out that I have secrets after what, if you've done something to me and you've made me like, cause yes, we all agree, Cal made me like this, but, it's now a question of how did he make him like this? And I always thought it was just Cal's repressedness, and you know his issues have now just spilled down to the next generation. I don't believe, you know, he, I really don't want to believe that it was something like that. I want to believe that Nate just has issues with his sexuality as well and expressing himself and love and treating women right. But I, guys, you
1: imagine somebody else and not, huh? Wouldn't he then like dream or have the nightmare about somebody else, and not his dad doing that? Yeah, to but him? that
0: could be a me- that, that's why I'm saying it could be metaphorical, like that. I'm that that because you saw it was different people at first. It was Maddie. Y'all, yeah, y'all finna say, y'all finna say, Kyle hooked up with Maddie. We know that it was what you wanna call it. We know it was Jules who was actually in that position because even the words that were being said, it was it was Jules. So how come y'all skipped the, the maddie? Now y'all wanna jump? Like I think it's possible. For, like will you guys want to explain away Nate's fucked upness, and I know you want it to be nice and neat and wrap it with a bow. Nate is a messed up person. I don't believe there's anybody to blame for it except Nate. Like yes, yes, Cal has his own issues. Don't get me wrong, but Cal is not. The, Cal is not the, the the only reason why Nate is like this. Nate is not okay. Nate, guys. I do. Do you guys want to tell me you believe Nate Cal taught Nate to go to, to the to the to, with a gun and do all that to Maddie? No, guys. You guys are now. You wanna. You wanna. You wanna explain something that you shouldn't explain away. Like that is that man. <laughs> that is that man issue to deal with on his own. Don't don't drag that man into it. Don't bring him into it. Don't bring that man around me.
1: Um. But yeah, that's. I. I don't want to keep going back and forth about the episode. There's something else I wanted to bring to your attention about euphoria in general. Um I'm going to wheel up the TikTok. Um and this is something that I wanted to discuss last week but I feel like we we kind of went on and on and on and I didn't want it to be too long. So, there's been a lot of conversation that we I've been seeing online um, pertaining to euphoria. Well, specifically Black Euphoria Twitter. And obviously the main critique has been about, you know, the Sam Levinson hate train, about how obviously you guys know that he's the sole writer of the show. So there isn't like a writer's room. It's just him. And a lot of the critique that's come from, especially Black euphoria Twitter that I've seen anyway, is that obviously the reason why, you know, some of the best scenes we ever see are Ruth's scenes are obviously because it's his lived experience as a an, an ex- or recovered addict, you know? So obviously that's his lived experience, it's it's gonna be written the best. Um, But, you know, a lack of there being a writer room, and not even just only Black writers, but just the lack of there being a writer room kind of takes away the ability for there, or the possibility, sorry, for there to be an accurate depiction of other characters or the way these other people in the real world may actually be. And especially on Black Euphoria Twitter, I keep seeing this in, in reference to, you know, rue and rue's story and i'm going to play a TikTok for you and obviously the listeners to hear and then once we've once it's done you can tell me what you think i think the most unrealistic thing is in this whole thing is that i'm not supposed to believe that black families have relatives um i think like my mom it was, basically if i was rude and i was causing such a havoc my sister was Gia. Gia would be living at my aunt's right now. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know
0: because I think if we're gonna go down that route.
1: The mum, I feel like the mum would have been checking the room of the child. I just Post- I think yeah. it's not it's always- a good depiction of a black household. So that's why I was like, I, well, it's written by a white person, but I don't think it's a good depiction of a black household because I don't think this would have run like that, to be perfectly
0: honest. I don't think you'd come out of rehab and your mom would just completely accept that you are 1,000% fine and never check on your room again. How does that make any sense?
1: <laughs> um, so coming back to that, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that, you know, if this were in the real world, if, you know, like they said, Gia would have been living with a cousin or aunt or something or and we've obviously have spoken about you know their mom about how she saw her coming into the suitcase dressed up like this and she didn't think nothing would think to check or ask or just dig a little bit more um yeah what do you think
0: I think I get the sentiment 100% I get the sentiment but I'm not the argument I'm not 100% convinced by the argument because I need to think about it if you were to now write a book today about your experiences in high school and sixth form, um, your parents would be shocked by some details. Like if you said said verbatim word for word, yeah, then I heard a rumor that this girl, I'm not gonna finish my sentence. But you know, like if if you were to like verbatim (laughs) say that there was a rumor going around that I did this, and then because of this, this girl went and posted this on BBM, that kind of stuff, I think we're not giving them the benefit of the doubt that parents don't know their kids. Some parents just genuinely don't know their kids. Honestly, a lot of parents, a lot of black, especially a lot of black parents, don't know who their kids are, and are unable to clock that. Like this, this, this wasn't this, this, this person isn't in their right state of mind. I have experiences like that where I've come home not in my right state of mind, and no one clocked me. No one clocked my wig. No one pulled at it. Like no one was like, "You okay?" and <sighs> You, <laughs> I don't want to say anything, <laughs> to incriminate me, but that's I mean, I will leave it there. You, 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 you talk. I, I have more to say, but you talk.
1: But I do want to say, I think the slight difference with that is in this case, they are referring to a case when it's now known that this is my child, they've come back from rehab. And I think the point is, your child's come back from rehab, you're just going to leave it at oh, they said they're fine, so I'm not going to check. Well, I'm never, cause like the girl said. Also, being from a black family, I mean, this is obviously not everyone's experience, but for the most part, a lot of pe- black people, can relate on parents being nosy. You know, not always knocking when they
0: want to come into your room. Or some I won't, people say, I, I will not finished yet, though. I, I, oh, I, eh. it. I let. You, I thought you wanted to say something. I will not finished yet, though. Oh but, yeah, no, that's what I was commenting on. Okay, okay, okay. Let
1: me learn. Let me Let's go back. Go ahead.
0: So, and also another thing I point out, I did say that um, she just seems a bit, like, even when she was seeing that guy, Rue's mom just did not seem like she was on it. Like, this is a whole drug addict. Like, do, do you have a druggie in the house. You're not going to check But in that suitcase. Like, there, it was, there was never an um, increased search. You know, if there's a thief in the house, we're going to do a few searches. We're going to make sure everything is where it should be. You know, nothing is all right. Nothing is missing. Nothing is out of place. Nothing's out of place. No wigs have been tugged. So I think, but I think it reflects more on the mom as not being, you know, all the way there, not being as attentive as she should be. Um, When it comes to writing her as a black person, I mean, I thought about it. Um, It could just be that they don't have relatives. I don't think it's really been established. You know, her familial situation. Is her family happy that she got with a white man? Is she on speaking terms? Where's her grandma? Does the mother not have sisters or brothers for her, you know, to ship somebody off to? I don't know if it's Rue or G somebody's going to get it shipped off to. Um, so to some extent, you have to give it the benefit of the doubt. I think it's unfair to now say, to now say that because that didn't happen, she's a badly written black character. But then it's like, guys, what if the mom doesn't have sisters? Like, what do you want? Like, if your mom, if this was happening in your family and your mom didn't have sisters or brothers, like anyone to ship you off to or wasn't on speaking terms, whatever, what happens then? You stay at home. Like, I think we're trying to, it's another one of those, it sounds like another one of those situations where we want the Black experience on TV to be literally, if it's not what we have literally experienced, we say that's not a Black experience. When we know that, the black, quote unquote, the black experience. We're always arguing and saying that the black experience is so varied. It's not one thing. There are people, there's rich black people, there's poor black people, there's gay black people, straight black. There's so many different paths we take within our little stories that branch off in different ways that to now want it to be that because Rue doesn't have certain things that we would expect, she's not black enough. I don't want to give it that. I don't want to give it that. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I get where the TikToks coming from. But I'm not 100% with it. Sorry.
1: Okay, okay. That makes sense. Um, it's also quite interesting because, oh, this is now going back to the writing of the show as well, but not so much um, about them writing her as a Black character or whatever. But um, I saw this other TikTok that was talking about how the Euphoria cast keep basically unintentionally, you know, fueling the, um, you know, supposed Sam Levinson hate train, And they do so by obviously coming out and revealing, you know, more and more things. Because remember how, okay, so one of the the first things that they spoke about is how, um, okay, maybe let me just play the TikTok because personally, I'm tired of going, let me just play TikTok. Let me, let me. Cue the tape, cue the tape. No, no, the way that the Euphoria cast kept unintentionally fueling the Sam Levinson hate hatred is fucking sending me. Because first of all, the way that we were so quick to figure out how much cat had been cut from the script the Barbie just refusing to acknowledge season two. Then Sydney jumped in saying, saying that she doesn't
0: mind the nudity and that there was meant to be more, but Sam was okay with her taking it out. But it just made everyone say, send him to prison. <laughs> then, Hunter Schaefer, then Hunter Schaefer said, why did they even put a man into the middle of the situation with Rue and Jules? And then Alexa to me was straight up like, I wasn't supposed to be held at gunpoint. I was just meant to give the disc to jewels. Now these people will not stop until that man is on job seekers.
1: So um that was obviously just funny, like lighthearted, nothing serious. But I'm like, isn't it interesting how and this kind of this isn't exa- this this isn't the exact same point, but stay with me remember how with insecure we're talking about how sometimes when shows are written in a certain way like we, we would hope that in an ideal world you don't have to watch the wind down to catch everything that's happening in the show and i think with euphoria there have been times we've been watching and when us the viewers are like we're not we're not no writers but this isn't making sense like how can cat's storyline just disappear like it was actually going somewhere and it just stopped and obviously like she said the character that apparently plays Cat apparently wasn't pushing season two as much, but rumors are got kind of heated behind scenes, and they knew obviously that her story was kind of now being taken in a different direction. But that was all following, like, you know how they say when the writer, when the writers um sit people down to do the the read, people get a first draft, I think, of the script. And then I think sometimes things can change. So I'm guessing in the earlier stages of the script of season two, they the storyline was meant to go one way. And then obviously when they got the updated one, it was like, hmm, this is, this is not going a different way. But um, don't you then find it quite interesting? And don't you think this therefore solidifies, or what are your thoughts on there needing to be maybe just a writers? Route? Because obviously clearly Sam Levinson on his one, clearly he, a lot of things are hits, but a lot of things are also misses. Cat's storyline just kind of fading into the shadows. Um, even with Ethan, I don't know if you noticed that. Obviously, a bunch of the other people who were in the play, we didn't really know. They were kind of just the other people that go to the school. But I would have liked to know, like, was it, did he always have an interest in acting? How did he end? It? Do you know what I mean? Like, for me, when I was watching, I'm like, it's interesting how all the other people playing everyone, obviously bar Lexi, they're just people that we never knew. They just they just go to the school, they audition. Fine. Ethan specifically is a character that we know. We it never came to us how did he always like acting? Did he audition? What made him go do this? Like, to me, it was just so random how that's the only character that we actually know, but we don't know how he ended up being in our life compared to everybody else being in the audience not watching. Like, ain't that way to you?
0: You wanted more about Ethan.
1: No, not, okay. What I'm saying is I don't want more about Ethan. I would like to understand the relevance of Ethan being the only character that we know before the play that's in the play. The only other character that we know before the play is Lexi, and she's playing herself.
0: I don't think that's that deep, guys. You are the people who are do they talk about saying y'all will be watching a scene and y'all will expect you'll be like, why is there a plant over there? You know, but you know what's you funny? A lot of the time when nah, I point guys, these things you guys are, are over.
1: No, no, can I say something? Even with insecure, a lot of the times when I point out certain things, you guys will be like, ah so ah, okay, what things
0: will what, come out. What could the relevance of Ethan being in the play?
1: That's what I'm saying. I
0: don't know. And I would like it's to know, because if we're
1: already pointing out I that something... Think, I'm I
0: don't in. think there's anything. But then why not
1: give a random person to play Nate? Why did it have to be Ethan?
0: The guy was there.
1: What does that mean? The so was the guy was, was playing Suze and all the other people. Come on, no. you can't tell
0: me. Wait, babe. He... You don't know Ethan played Suze? Was that Ethan as well? Ethan played... <laughs> The dark wig. But why did he look tall? He had heels on. That was Ethan. If you go through go okay. through that, I How didn't did even, didn't I, didn't part, even I, I didn't, didn't even realize it. it. And then mm-hmm. people kept talking, they were like, oh, Ethan has so many roles in this play. I'm like, huh? and then and then I found a picture. There's a picture of Ethan with um Suze and like I love Suze so much, guys. <laughs> but there's a picture of them and she genuinely seemed like she loved her portrayal on TV. Okay. Um I don't I really don't okay
1: then if that's the case that's fine because in my head I was like something isn't adding up but going back to the main point mm. do you not think that there's definitely a need especially going into season three and forward we need a writer's room now because mm. some of these things keep being like such major misses and how can we from episode three or four be like Mm-mm, something something is off and now when tea's being spoken, you're like ah remember we spoke about even Sydney Sweeney and all the nudity swings like ha. Ah again and she even said apparently they were meant to be more but then she ended up negotiating and they took a lot of them out and even the scenes that she had a lot of them were really unnecessary like we do not need to see that much tit. it 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 wasn't necessary and then even the whole storyline changed from Elliot being added to the mix and even Jules was like well Hunter and Zendaya were just well I don't know about Zendaya but I know Hunter for sure was like why are they bringing a man into the mix of, into the mix like that wasn't meant to be there. Maddie was meant to be the one that gave Jules the tape back instead of the whole gunpoint thing.
0: actually Ta- no that Maddie suggested, um Alexa suggested it. She so it wasn't was, wasn't meant to happen. Alexa was like, Oh, it would have been cool if Maddie gave it to her.
1: And okay. anonymous
0: it was a suggestion. I think it's you not know, obviously they do he Sam does let them suggest stuff that happens. And I think he just thought it was cool if she thought it would be cool if that would be what happened and then he didn't agree. But yeah, to answer your question about um, them needing a right to Zoom, I think, yes, I think Sam can 100% write experiences of, you know, druggies. Well, um, he knows, he knows, you know, even the intervention scene, like he knows what he's doing. He can even somewhat knows what he's doing. But I think when it comes to other people, either it's that he just has too much power and he's now able to, punitively punish anyone who um steps out of line with him according to him like Kat you need like we shouldn't be able to tell I think it's just awkward when you can tell there's tension behind the scenes kind of like with um what's her name the character of Tiffany on Insecure like I don't like personally don't like when I can I, I can't lie I don't I don't like when I can tell that whatever's happening back backstage is it's affecting the show so i think maybe they should just um have a writer's room so that it's like now you know all the characters are written well they're developed they're fully you know they're fully fleshed out you know like cat because what's the point of having cat if she's just like the fat best friend like because that's you know who that can uh, yeah. be and it's like, no, but she was one of the st- if you asked me whose storyline I was intrigued by in season one, she would have been the person I would have said, I'm pretty intrigued by. Um, so yeah, they do need a writer's room, but I think Sam still needs to be part of it. Maybe not head. Because if he's head, then he's just gonna do some basic ass shit. Because he clearly has good ideas. Like a lot of the episodes, these episodes that we've been gagging at, I I am not gonna I, don't make me put it up. We've been we've been gagged, girls. Like as much as you wanna see, we wanna tussle, we wanna. We're gonna jump him in the street. The man has written us some good ass, you know, material. So, like, um, let me pull it up now. He's written this whole season, actually. So, you know, that. So episode five, he's directed this whole season as well. I don't know how the man does it. That's, that's
1: why the conversation was saying like it's kind of like a one man band where it's like it's not you know how with the Tyler Perry critique where it's like yes you may have written some things that people like but if at least there was a writer's room to assist you, the thing could be a little bit more developed, even with direction, if it wasn't just solely Sam. Because, yeah. No, but
0: if, guys, if clearly he has good, like, I don't want to say he's a bad writer, but because if clearly there are episodes that we've seen, that we've enjoyed, then clearly he can write a nice episode. It's just that there are some episodes he writes and directs that were like, yikes so i think maybe he needs to let other people um, direct other people um, what's the word direct other people right as well because he's too close to these characters and it's now kind of suffocating the show so i think if we could get that then i'd be happy i'd be a happy chappy
1: i bet but onto something a less Mobits, which housewife franchise you want to start with
0: the queen the queens of the queens of miami miami the one and only like listen if there's one thing those girls are gonna do it's give you luxury like so for all of you who maybe don't unfamiliar or you know just to recap this episode this episode is about um, the women staying over at the Versace Mansion in Miami um, for Alexia's bachelorette party. And I think they just maybe, I don't know if it's maybe my own curiosity about what's in the Versace Mansion, because I've seen like a few people I follow on Instagram, you know, people, whatever, they've been there. So I've always just been like, what's in the Versace Mansion? Like, what was popping? What's popping? So it's nice. to it's, it's nice when like, you know, a show you watch or like Real housewife kind of de- takes you to a place that you always wanted, always wanted to know about, like, what kind of activities can I do in this place? What kind of drinks do you drink? What kind of things do I get up to? Um, so just getting into the nitty gritty of a stay at the Versace Mansion was really, really interesting and really, really fun because I've always wanted to, like I said, I was on to see what it's like. And I, you know, I will be adding it to my bucket list. Don't get me wrong it looked like it looked like everything I thought it would be and more uh, what about you what are your thoughts on the episode as a whole
1: episode as a whole I loved it I also was just thinking these these women are fabulous like even from Marisol complaining about Ugh, they don't have their own Versace china so I have to take mine um, all of that yeah like they like nice things they exude nice things they and it's it's, it doesn't feel forced we've watched other seasons where that they they aim to live up to a certain luxurious standard and it's not that luxury is everything don't get me wrong but i'm just saying when you listen or when you see some of the people try to live up to that standard and just simply fail to meet that mark maybe because it's a little bit forced like it's not your actual day-to-day where a lot of these women you can actually see that this is just simply their lives, you know. Um, my even complaining about how oh, this pl- planning this isn't even going to be so much work because it hasn't had to work in in how many years, you know, compared to, you know, in contrast to other um franchises where now the girls are booked and busy. Like they're talking about, oh, I need this to do, I have this, we have this, whereas a lot of the women on this actually are just. Which wives enjoy life and they're cocks, as Marisol calls them. So it's quite, I I find it quite enjoyable. Again, we keep saying how lighthearted and fun it is. But I'm here for the looks, I'm here for the for the vibes. I think they're just so opulent and I like to see it.
0: Yeah, um, I think they just they 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 remind you that this is what Real Housewives is really about. You know, it's about, it's not about like, personally, I don't think I'm super fussed about, like, um super, super, like, interesting personal storylines, I don't really care what these women have going on in their lives, because it's almost always petty, and it's always some rich people problems, like, you don't have help, or your husband is working all the time, even though y'all are millionaires, and it's so bad, you know, he makes you guys so much money, I mean, obviously, yeah, you can, like, I can, we can make the argument that, like, being in a marriage and then the person isn't around sucks like don't get me wrong it does suck but at the end of the day it's it's just like rich people problems so an episode like this where they were going to the Versace mansion reminds you that that is at its essence what Real House is about it's just rich people problems and them arguing over some dumb shit kind of like someone copying you someone said this about you gossip like really really petty shit at its at its core so, but to get into this episode, um, I think it was so funny. There was a time in the beginning of the, towards the beginning of the episode where Adriana says something about wanting everybody to get along um, to, I think it was to Nicole. She was saying Nicole should she'd get along with Marisol. And I'm there watching like, I know that ain't who I think that is. And like, Adriana, you have beefed every single cast member that wasn't from before the reboot like like literally the only people you let go were Marisol and um Alexia those are the only people you have not beefed everybody else you have had and Julia let me let me add her let me add her wife and Julia like if you had a problem with Larsa you had a problem with Nicole you had a problem with um Lisa like ma'am at some point you are the problem like like the trash should be taking itself out at this point um so for her to like really have set her heart on fixing things i'm like yeah this is not a comf- this is not your usual position babes i know i know you i know you and what you're like this is not the usual position you play um but i'm gonna let i'm gonna let it slide because you know what it's cool it's i'm not fast it's cool this is real housewives these things happen people act like we haven't seen what they have been like all season long and that's cool um i will not lie adrian and julia that little moment they had it was kind of cute i realized had it been anybody else i would have said it was cute like i the hater in me really wanted to buck buck my chest and you said
1: i can't do it today
0: like not too much not too much on them not too much so i have well i'm taking this moment this very short moment to admit that yes it was cute and obviously the relationship has been a focal point of the season so if you know that's what's been happening then I guess we have to like kind of acknowledge that that's what's been happening yeah. you know, I don't care for the relationship itself very much the moment was cute though over to you in the studio <laughs> um
1: I agree because when I was watching and I saw Adriana like I remember rewinding being like wait is this Adriana about to like try and talk to Marisol about making things like f- for a second I actually thought I I, I missed something like this surely not like why would Adriana be the one trying to encourage but you haven't even finished or sorted out your B for the Larsa like it's, it hasn't defrosted and you're talking about how you just want everyone to get along girl what <laughs> that also took me in for a surprise um I also really didn't like in that scene that it's only now that Marisol is admitting that she felt like her best friend was being attacked. So she felt like enough was enough. I'm like, you're so irritating, inheriting beef. But like you said, some things you just have to charge the housewives. Like it's not something we have never seen before. We see Robin and Giselle do it all the time. So I mean, as much as I don't like Marisol, not too much on her because I mean, it's nothing new. You know what I mean? It's nothing new that we've seen best friends taking up for each other. I will say in today's, well, this week's episode, um, like you said, the scene of Julia and Adriana. And I do think that moment, they let us in a little bit more to a point where the weird dynamic or the dynamic that once looked really, really odd and just mm, didn't feel that way because we now get more um. Backstory on Julia feeling this attachment to her kids. And unfortunately, you know, the oldest is already none of the house. One is now moving to another city or state. Another one is moving to Paris to be with her dad. And you know, she's actually gonna be alone. So that's difficult. I mean, all women or all mothers, should I say, can relate to that. Um, or maybe parents, to be honest, I don't know, but um. And also to see, and this is the first time in this entire show, I felt sorry for Adriana. Like seeing her cry about how sometimes she sits and wonders, like, is this what? That was so sad because I'm like, honestly, that's something many people can relate to. Like your kids are moving out. You've just gone through a divorce with somebody you thought was your forever. And even then you're in this group of women who either all have husbands or partners and you're kind of just there. You know it 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 must not feel nice you're in this massive house by yourself it, it it's bound to get lonely and it's the first time she's ever opened up about that so i felt like shim and then seeing them connect about you know being there for each other and understanding each other and even her saying you know you and martina taught me that love doesn't have a gender that was cute like you said even me i was like ow oh, shim you know what that was cute but like i said i think the key thing was had we had this context in the beginning you probably wouldn't have cringed out as much. It maybe would have been like, okay, enough. Like I would I still probably would have looked at the engagement like you guys are doing too much. But it would it, would, it definitely would have been less um cringe. I do think um I I made a side note. I just saw something I wrote. When I wrote a note in my notes that Lhasa, I hope you're watching what your age mates. What your people are doing when it comes to planning trips because don't ever make people share rooms again. Granted, some people in the Versace Mansion did share, but it was big enough to accommodate everyone. This thing about a five bedroom house for nine people and that, that the place is small, don't do that. But I really did like the effort that Marisol put into the trip, but I found it quite interesting that that table scene that we also, saw where things got heated. And I think in one interview she did, um, for Bravo, she was saying how that is the most, like what, what's gonna come in this week's coming episode, Explosive. suppose, so she was like nothing in the season talks the things that were said in that scene. But it was interesting that she meant, she was the first one to kind of start like the whole, let's talk about this, let's air the things out. And I'm like, you're the one who planned this, it's your best friend's bachelor party. I, I would have thought you of all people would have been like, ladies, not today, it's Alexis' day. Like, especially girl who's please. team, Alexis, the, that's my the best. The Bravo
0: cameras are there, Anissi, please, please. Like yes. no, coming know
1: i didn't I didn't mind the exchange and that moment happening there. I just personally would never have imagined Marisol being the one to be like, Okay, so let's talk about it, let's clear the air out like I even wrote in my notes that Marisol starting this conversation that shocked me
0: i I kinda like didn't like I think what shocked me more was Lisa starting the oh everybody let's let's air out our issues. I'm like Lisa. I'm like stand up, stand, stand up. up. <laughs> like Like st- this is not you, Lisa. Like what? Like whatever. I don't know what you have had. Like I feel like there's this. I won't say evil. There's this side to Lisa that clock comes out every once in a while. I don't know if it's when they tell her to turn up for the cameras. There's this, this side to Lisa? I <laughs> mean, yeah, I still like it. I'm, I'm still gonna defend it because who can? Mm-hmm. Who's gonna beat me? Um, we gonna check you. Not you. <laughs> like there's this side to Lisa that when she chooses mess and violence, she chooses it and she chooses it well. So for her to now come and say, "Oh, guys, let's talk about our issues," I'm like, Lisa, this is Lisa. <laughs> like, I'm like, T T is for Titty No,
1: Naturally um what did you think did you not think it was cute like how i mean the whole scene wasn't cute but alexi speaking to peter and how things seem to have turned around for their family as a whole and how they've managed to work through things i do think it's still quite sad that peter denies his need for therapy especially following that obviously by the time we're watching this they had been done filming all the things that then came out of the allegations against him. it's like baby this is why you need it like you're not fine
0: I mean, for a second, I was like, oh, wow, Alexia's family is, like, finally out of the thing. And then what? <laughs> Same episode. Same episode. Her mom I got see. COVID. I'm like, I knew it. I'm like, it's drama. Drama likes that woman. Like, you know how money likes, you know, can- your Kanye your Christian, drama. Candy burst. Drama likes Alexia.
1: In fact, okay. like they put a hex on her. A week before her wedding, your mom catches COVID. And the thing is, she was already in poor health. Like, she's already deteriorating. They've spoken about it a few times on the show. Co- then, Covivi. How's the if she's been in bed this whole time? Where did she get COVID from?
0: That lady looks at least 86. <laughs> so, I don't know why she was running around thoughting and bobbing. you have to respect her next year's
1: mom.
0: <laughs> no, it's a question, man. Um, so I, I I have my own question. You you always coming up with questions over here. I have my own question. That's
1: who way,
0: who out of everyone at the Versace dinner was the best dressed? You know I love a Barbie doll, so you know who I'm probably gonna pick. Like you know, there's two people who like for me it's either or. But I'm I'm, I'm curious. Um, but for me, what I wrote down in my notes was Lisa or Lasa. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like. Like just having like because Versa- like cause that was like they took the Versace print and they kind of made it their own. Like whatever a Versace item and they added it to their wardrobe, made their own. is always gonna give you a BBL fashion look. Like Lasa, if it it's one thing about she that. loves a
1: cutout. She loves a cutout.
0: Ooh, she
1: loves skin. Ooh. She loves a cutout shame.
0: <laughs> so um that one I was not gonna be surprised. But yeah, um, um I I say Lisa or Lasa, they both look good. Um, you know, I love Lisa. I don't want to go on into how much I love Lisa again, who just reminds me of, you know, that Coca-Cola that has coffee inside it? It is. If Lisa was a drink, I think I'd compare with that. Like, you know, that scene where Marisol was like, you actually can't leave anything in Lisa's hands because she just doesn't pay attention. She's going to forget about it. She's going to jump to the next thing. Like, you saw how they were there to set up. This girl is now like, I want content. (laughs) Ma'am, I'm over (laughs) here this is not like i love you babe but this is not the time not
1: right now not right now
0: If adiana's um, special traces are wild
1: separately i just thought i'd put that out there when she came out of versace i said why why
0: why i need a thumbnail or something um <laughs> What did she wear? I don't remember what she wore.
1: I forgot, but I literally wrote in my notes Adriana's fashion choices are wild. I mean, don't and give I don't wrote wild in the capital
0: uh, Wild. <laughs> don't <laughs> get me wrong. I know Adriana dresses wildly. She dresses very much like a wild Pokemon. Um, but I'm not, I don't remember what she said. I'm going to say a real
1: houses of. Miami, Versace, mansion. Okay, wait, there's a C picture. Um, But why won't it load? Oh, here we go. Oh,
0: and it doesn't even show. Even people discussing it, they're not posting. Yeah, like this angle doesn't show.
1: Because literally the, the only picture that's there is this one. And you can't see shit. I actually can't, can't see anything. I wonder why. Hey, they hated it. They hated it. They want to like chaos, chaos. The episode, they didn't like it. That night, like, I think it was treacherous memories. Even because-
0: like... Did you see that little scene where it was like Alexia was talking about coming to... Wearing the Vers- the red Versace dress and being around Obama, I'm like, I know that's right. I know that's I'm right. I'm like, come on, Queen. I'm like, come on, Queen.
1: Even though in chaos, but I, it's fine.
0: Queen of Miami, yeah. like yeah. Um, my last thoughts on um Real Housewives of Miami. I kind of feel like Adriana. Not even feel like I know Adriana was using Julia to send Lars a message that after what you did to me last week yeah it will never be well between the two of us like head to head toe to toe woman to woman coochie to coochie we're never gonna get along like <laughs> even I was watching like even though I knew it was about last because of the preview I'm just like hey Julia this is not this is not giving sense but I guess like I said guys if you were on a show with your best friend you would write, write out for them and you would take the opportunity to 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 take a shot back. I don't know if mine would be as obvious to everybody that like, I'm now developing a problem with this person because of what they said about my best friend. But I think I'd kind of be like, I'd I'd maybe in scenes where we're all together, I'd kind of stand up for my best friend a bit more and be like, ah, I saw what you did last time and that wasn't gonna run. Like you keep picking fights with my friend. And if you keep doing that, we're gonna have a problem because what's up? Like, what did she ever do to you? Um, Like, to me, the wedlock comment wasn't that deep. I think it's kind of like, if you're offended by it, it implies you feel a way about it. Like, I don't think it was said with the intent of being rude. What Lhasa was saying was, "I I could say this about you, but I don't because it's rude. Like, even she acknowledged, if I said that about you, it would be rude. And I don't say it because I am not rude. So for now, Juliette's now come and say you are rude because you said that, but it's like, I mean, obviously we can now argue that it's shade, you know, it's said in the vein of shade, like, you know, that's arguable as well. But the way she's make it seem, she's make it seem like she did say it with the intent of be of taking a shot at her personality and not being married, um, how not being married is that deep. I don't think it's that deep to Larsa. Like, she we really don't give a damn.
1: I agree. And I think it gave me the same energy with um, Giselle and Karen. With, I'll be dead, or Ray will be dead before my beauty, da 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 And it's like, you wish death upon Ray. It's like, that's actually not what was said. And I don't think it's also outrageous for Larsa to say that Um, I could say this about you, not because she means it, but I also think she's coming from a point of, we know that in societal standards, people use that as a dig. So I think she's trying to point out that the same way you could try and slut shame or try and this or look at somebody this way because of this, I could I could have turned around and said, oh, you don't, or well, you had this child out of wedlock, da, 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 da. but I didn't do that because like you said, she said it's rude. Um, and I find it quite interesting. I think it was just maybe easy for her to, to hang onto that, be like, because that's the one thing she can maybe link to and then write for her friend like that but i'm always saying to you guys as far as inheriting friends beef goes you're gonna back your bedroom if gang pull up but you're gonna do things that have sense like you said well for me it makes sense to do it in a sensible manner and know where to draw the line i may not necessarily Go and chill with you and do this little thing when you ask me to chill. Well, like you said, if somebody keeps piping up, I might then check and be like, OK, chill out. There's no need to talk crazy. There's no need to speak to her like that. You can deliver your point properly or, uh-uh, you know, not too much. You're not going to speak to her any kind of way. But to just kind of outright then send for Lhasa and Say it's because you feel like no matter how hard you try, you just can't connect to her. Lars is even saying, when have we hung up for you to feel for you to have developed this opinion? You're saying, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe it's because we haven't. No, duh, Of course she's right. She said, even in the Hamptons, I'm the one busy running up and down. And this is actually something that I feel like Adriana actually needs to get it together because the place she took it about you hit below the belt. You hit below the belt. Last is not hitting below the belt by saying you tried to give her Xanax. That's literally what you tried to do. That there, that's literally what you tried to, you, you, you tried to give her Xanax. So how do you then sit there and say, oh, that's the one thing about Larsa. When she's arguing with you, she's then gonna hit below the belt. Hi, Bo, Did you not, did you offer Julia Xanax this or no? You did. And I think it's crazy that she took it to the point that she took it and it's so funny because earlier on in the day, Larsa called Julia's madness. I mean, Adriana's madness. She said, Adriana's gonna have a problem with something 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 she's gonna have a problem with something and here we go that's exactly what happened um i just think you know even the whole angle that julia took i wish she would have even said you know it rubs me the wrong way that you spoke to my friend like this or you and my friend ended up having this exchange because even if you said that then this whole connecting thing because realistically even amongst housewives you aren't simply going to connect with everyone. You aren't simply going to have a big connection with everyone. You may be civil, get along. You can do all the events, the, the cost trips together. But you're not, on a, you're not all going to be besties of kiki-king somewhere in the shadows. So it's a little bit crazy and unrealistic to me that all of a sudden that's what she wants to bank on and say, no matter how hard I try, even though you haven't had many chances to do things in an intimate setting, just like babes, babes. So yeah, I think it's fine to back your friends, but sometimes I'm like, yo, you just have to, you you just have to get get a grip and do it in the right way. And also, again, Adriana's inferiority complex is just a bit much. Like, it gets to the point where I feel sorry for you that. How can you turn around and say, oh, but you're so condescending is this. You've always felt like this. Then you ran off and tried to be Kim K's. You're in pain. Something some, something is hurting you because the same way, she, like you said, she never has this energy for Alexia and Marisol, who actually looked at. There's a time Alexia even said, I think she said this to last, or maybe the second or the first episode, where she said, maybe it's because, you know, we're a little bit old school. So stuff like OnlyFans, to me, it seems like, you know, you're doing porn or you're this, this, that, and the third that's what it looks like. That is an actual condescending tone. And that was, actual condescending points were made. She will never call Adriano. I mean, Alexi, Alexia or Marisol condescending. She only has the energy for Lisa and Lasa. why? And I'm so sorry if you see that planning is a habit. People are better than you, or maybe they're more luxe than you, or they're just better than you, or they get more attention than you. Whether you've been on the show from day one till now, that's not those people's fault. Like, how do you then say, oh, it's because you think you're a clean bee, or you think you're better than me? Mama says, giving you think she's better than you, and you're upset about that. Because they ain't have nothing of the source to say. They don't treat you like you're lesser than. Where you you getting this from?
0: Yeah, it's giving that... Uh, Adriana clearly wants a problem and even the things she says kind of seems like she's projecting she projects a lot I don't get it she seems to project a lot onto Lasa. she did the same to um, Lisa as well when they had their argument which I'm trying to understand but I don't get um, I mean she makes for good TV I think she's fine as a friend I think I'm now set she's fine as a friend Marisol Mar- Marisol Deserved a mojito. Like, I don't know what happened there, but Marisol really did deserve a mojito and they took it away from her. And I want, I want season five. If they give, if they get a season five, they probably are. I want more Kiki, but she's fine as a friend. But then um Marisol, a full time, and maybe, maybe um, they can swap out a few other girls. Like Julia, I'm not fast. I'm not fast about Julia coming back, like that going go, on, no.
1: It was an interview, that same interview where Marisol spoke about how this specific episode, and um, well, they didn't have the Versace Mansion was this person. She actually said how um, in the last few seasons of Miami that were still being shown, so obviously season one, two, and three, obviously at that point, she said she was trying to like run a business. Obviously her mom was, I guess, ill or whatever. So there was a lot on her plate where I think at the end of season three or mid or mid season three end of season three she felt like she just simply did not have the time to commit to being a a full-time wife that's how she ended up I think asking to be downgraded to a friend but she was highlighting that now obviously you know, unfortunately with the passing of her mom and her not obviously working, she has a lot more free time, so she could definitely dedicate more time to being, you know, a heater Holder, a full-time wife. And I think they probably will give it to her, because I'm not going to lie, whether I like her or not, she showed up and she showed out, like, especially the last three episodes, three or four episodes. It's been back to back. She does a lot, but it's enough to keep us way more entertained than Adriana ever does, or, you know, certain people ever do. So... I definitely think she should get a mojito um season five I think Adriana or Julia like you said we, between one of them somebody can be demoted I mean Julia's already a friend I think Julia's a friend right Julia's a wife oh crazy Julia can be a friend because even with between Julia and Adriana Adriana has a lot of things to work through but she still actually gives us a lot more entertainment than Julia like she prompts certain situations that Julia simply just couldn't so even there I'm more I'm more likely to be like Julia sorry you guys to be become a friend but um if you don't have any more last words I would like to go straight into New Jersey and I before I even get you because this is even one of the first things I wrote really, in my notes do you remember last week when I was speaking about GM and I was talking about how the the, the thing about joe mentioning certain things or having certain conversations in front of kids right um and whether it's in front of gia who's 20 21 or the others we now saw how even 15 year old melania was saying how she may not be as ratatata as gia but i do think it's still really sad that she was saying how she when she's around her family in general like she's in a constant state where she's just expecting shit to hit the fan and i think as much as you're 15, you may not be 10. That's still overwhelming at 15. Like I can imagine even now, I'm like, yo, ah. but I'm at the age where I can drink, I can go and pour myself a drink and walk away and chew with the other cousins. Whereas being 15, you can't necessarily just get up and walk away. You can't necessarily leave the table. You're watching your mom and her brother, you're watching your mom and her brother go back and forth. They're screaming, they're shouting, this person is this. And like Melissa said, or like Joe, well, all of them have said, in their family unfortunately they've never had the best conflict resolution skills it's shouting it's screaming it's tussling that's that's it and I think if we go back to the the old seasons where we see you know Joe G fighting with Joe as in their dad like it's it's so much and I think for a 15 year old to be in this constant place where you're like you have to question whether you even want to whether you even want to go and hang out with your family because you're constantly waiting for something to hit the fan it's not nice and even like she's the one thing she said it's not even about a who's right, who's wrong, does my dad suck, does my dad not, They're screaming and shout, like I have to watch you and my mom scream and shout at each other like that, that's crazy, and then obviously it doesn't make it any better that obviously in Melania's case, she's 15, so she's even younger than Gia, who in her, in her head or her eyes, her dad is literally the light of her world, like, and that's always like with, with, with young children or young adults, you simply just have to wait for them to wake up and realize that you know what? Your parent just may not be who you've always imagined or romanticized them to be. It's fine, but you can't force this person to see that. Like you can't force that person to see, you know, their dad in this certain kind of way. The same way that that same Joe, if he did his dirty, his child dirty, he would still say to their child, "But I'm still your dad." So I think that's why I wish he had the same energy for his nieces. Because the same joke is saying, but I'm your uncle. I would never let my child talk to their auntie like that. You can tell that if his child ever tried to pipe out at him, he wouldn't have it or he wouldn't appreciate it. So I think in the same regard, you can't expect your, your kids to just be like, yeah, my, my, dad, my dad ain't shit. Because if your child starts to call you ain't shit based off of some ancient shit, you wouldn't have it. You wouldn't have it. and I he would not
0: think... He's not saying, I don't, from my take on these events, I don't think he's saying that the kids should think their dad ain't shit. But honestly, like honest to God, I don't think that's what he's saying. I think he's saying that your dad hurt me. He not only hurt me, he hurt this family in a way. It's like coming to terms with like, like an affair, like one of your parents having an affair or something. Like remember Molly, when her dad had the affair, how hurt she was. And obviously she took it on a lot harder than she should have but regardless of her response my point is that is when it should kick in that you know my parents are human but what these girls seem I'm gonna say seem I'm not gonna say what they are I'm saying what it seems seems like they don't want anybody saying anything about their dad they're just like they're just like no that's my dad you can't talk about my dad everybody talking about my dad my dad my dad like but it's like your dad did things that made your mom end up in prison. Like, these are facts. These are provable facts. He did things that made your mom end up in prison. After your mom was in prison, she came out and then a year, I don't know if it was a year or two um later that the their parents died. And he's saying that it could have put them into an early grave, even if it didn't. There was six months or however long it was, Teresa's sentence was, that she was not home to, um you know, be there with her parents. She missed out on that time. So regardless of how you cut the cookie, these are provable facts. And I think these girls just don't want to be honest with themselves. I don't know if they don't wanna be honest with themselves or they don't wanna be honest with somebody, but they don't want him saying the truth, like the same thing, the facts of the matter. He's not saying don't like your dad. You can like your dad, that's your business. If you like your dad, I'm not, it's not gonna take any skin off my back or any money out of my account but at the end of the day, your dad did do some messed up things and he needs to, he doesn't even need to be held accountable. He just, we all need to walk around paying attention and knowing this is what happened.
1: I don't think that for me anyway, the way I'm seeing it, I don't think that there's even a refusal, even if there is a refusal, this is a 15 year old. There are things I did at 19 that are fucking stupid. And at the time I look at myself, I'm like, hold on, I'm not, hold on. Gia is different because Gia is 20. Melania who's 15 but even with Gia ho- hold on hold on hold on because last week you even said in the episode and I even want to quote what you said last week you said in the episode if she's if she's on a grown folk show with a confessional amongst grown folk she has to be treated accordingly fine first thing second thing is you commented on the fact that just because fine you're angry this and another person we're saying how it doesn't warrant them speaking to their uncle crazy or Gia right Fair. Then I now want to mention something Joe said. Joe literally said in this episode that we are family. I should be able to say whatever I want to you, and you shouldn't be able to hold a grudge. That's not that's not realistic and that's not healthy. I'm so sorry. For me, any family member, let a family member come with disrespect, with bigotry, with anything that I'm not here for, and tell me I don't get to hold a grudge because of family. It's, it's, it's simply not gonna fly. And I don't care if you're 80 and I'm here at 26. I don't give a rat's ass, bro. That's simply not gonna rock me because I feel like there's a fine line and we have to learn to draw the line. And something J even said in this episode, she said, bro, I'm not even taking away from the fact that this man hates you. I mean, gave you, put hurt upon this family or my mom or you. My problem is until when? Every time you see me, hey, hey, well, hey, hey, well, where Joe, this, Joe, this. Hey, well, hey, hey, well, Joe, this, Joe, this. No one, and I keep saying no one is taking away from Joe's pain, how he felt about his sister going through what she went through, what it did to their parents, what it did to them as a family in general. My problem is there's just simply no need to keep bringing it around, bringing it up around these kids. That is the point blank period. Whether these kids want to admit that they're daddy wrong, in a way, where these kids wanted this, those kids one day will wake up and be like, damn, that man ain't shit. If it takes Melania 10 years, that's Melania's business. But is it every time you're gonna keep going on and on and on and on and on and on and on in front of these kids? That's not healthy. It's it's simply not healthy. It's not healthy. And you and I'm so sorry, I just don't think it it's it's fair to say, oh, you can like your dad all you want, but because he hurt me, I'm gonna talk shit about how he ain't shit, but you can like him but I'm just saying I'm going to talk, it doesn't make sense, it simply doesn't make sense, it's not okay, and I think that's why I'm like, the fact that Joe is even saying to them, I should be able to say what I want to say, but because we're family, we shouldn't hold a grudge, where do you draw the line with people like that, like when it comes to family, where do you draw the line, because that means at this point, any family member can come and say anything to us, but because we're family, we shouldn't hold a grudge, guys, are you sure? Because that's literally what he said, because of our mission
0: program. not remember. the point. The point I'm making is that it's not for, for you know, adults, quote unquote, adult, to be able to say anything to anyone younger than them, and then they just have to take it. I, I'm talking, like, that, yes, no, that's the principle of what I'm saying, but I'm saying this, with regards to this specific event, the thing is, unless you want to say that I'm setting a precedent. I don't want to set a precedent. I'm saying this situation, this situation is unique, like, if, you, your husband did some shit to get you in jail, I'm not allowed to say anything about your man because that's your man. You're going to stay by your man.
1: No, but I'm saying to those kids, like the same way I said last week, there's such a conversation that adults have when kids are not in the room because they will influence the way those kids think. Let those kids experience that person the way okay. they experience. What I,
0: will, what I will let go is, what's her name? Melania? One of them is too young for, for this, for to be having these conversations. I think the 20-year-old is the one who we can have that conversation with. But I think they also need to be taught that they can't come from a standpoint that don't talk about my dad. At the end of the day, this is my experience as well. Like maybe A, we could say, let's discuss it when I'm not in the room. But if your dad did some shit, your dad did some shit, regardless of whether I'm talking about it with you, you in the room or not, you know your mom was in jail. You know the man was in, he's, the man is not even allowed in the U.S., the rest of his he's not you know that do you know that joe goga is joe judice is not allowed in the u.s because of what he did like when they linked him they linked him in italy because he's been deported back to italy because his dumbass didn't apply for u.s citizenship while he was defrauding the u.s government so that should just tell you the magnitude of what he did and like how 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 messed up what he did was like he put the mom in an impossible situation. So for everyone to now come and be like, no, he should like watch what he says. Guys, this was a terrible thing. This is a terrible situation. And I know, yes, there should be some tact with the way it's discussed in front of the kids. But it's a situation that it's hard to have tact to discuss.
1: But remember when Molly's brother was even saying, Molly, Molly, you didn't feel this pain more than the person in the situation. T- Trey isn't even shouting up and down day in, day in, day in, day out, the person who went to jail. The person who also had to live with, damn, my man, my man, my man, your man left you for hell. The person whose lived experience it is. <laughs> she, she isn't the one shouting, sh- shouting up and down about this man. And that's why I'm like, guys, this doesn't make sense. The same, remember last week when we spoke about Adriana and Lhasa? Lhasa didn't say don't talk about Kanye's PP. Don't talk about it when I'm here, because you know the impact and the, the after effects of having this conversation in my presence has. As far as those kids are concerned, they're not a man, bro. And I think even to say, you know, Melania, obviously this and this is why my criticism is to joe melania is too young to be in these conversations unfortunately joe will be shouting from his head top during the people in front of melania and gia and the other one i forgot her name my bad but that's what joe does and that's what i'm like you need to consider the people around you even what's her name gia guys now i'm always going to stand 10 down in this you and i Lwena, you and i want to do some dumb ass shit when we see these little trippy, trippy first years, we're all like, oh, sham. Sham, sham, sham. And that's, why I'm like, I'm so sorry, twin, because you're, she ain't even legal to drink in that country. And we're gonna be like, oh, but you're an adult? No, 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 no. Sorry. Not today, not tomorrow. If we can understand Larson not wanting to have that conversation there, guys, and that situation wasn't even something that has e- as much emotional impact, we can certainly understand just saying, baby, I'm not trying to say you weren't in pain. I'm saying the shouting the this and saying all these things in front of me and my sisters, bro. Now tomorrow when Gia, Mel- is even better. Gia was even the one trying to get Melania to go to the pizza making thing. When Melania and these other people are dreading seeing you, you're saying, oh, but we're family. Why are you holding a grudge? You can't have it all. And unfortunately, I always actually, I was having this conversation with my friend the other day. Sometimes you need to be mindful about who you're venting to or who you're, 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 showing your frustration too. Some conversations I'm gonna to have to have with a the therapist rather than the friend that frustrated me or hurt me. Me shouting up and down that, but this person did this, but this, but what does it help? What does it do? Go speak to somebody. And all I'm saying is, if Trey isn't shouting up and down, nobody should. Sorry, cause she's the, she's the one who went mm. to jail. Let me not say nobody should, but I'm just- Yeah, saying, don't know, say, yeah, I wanted you to,
0: feel... want to, want to clarify no. that, man.
1: I can come back and say no. Let me not say nobody should, but you definitely did not experience more pain than Trey did. And if Trey is Pim, sorry. Same way Molly Carter's brother told her you didn't feel the pain more than mom did, get a grip. It's gonna affect you to a certain way, fine, but get a grip. This your pain is not greater than this person's. Sorry.
0: Lord. We're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna agree on this. So we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about the rest of this episode. Or you wanna keep I don't know. do you want to? You wanna keep you gonna you wanna keep bring up the whole thing? Yep, you, you need some lip yeah. glass? Your mouth your mouth really. your mouth not getting dry.
1: It's I good need, baby.
0: Talk, talking about the same thing. Cause <laughs> mommy, <laughs> y'all need some root glass. Y'all need some lip glass. Y'all
1: not y-
0: y- y'all not getting tired talking about the same thing. You make me sick. <laughs> well, let me too. let me let me get let me get some let me get some root glass. <laughs> because because uh, mine is
1: because mine is um I wish so terrible but anyway
0: what's terrible?
1: Pusha. i said i wish she wasn't so bad vibes because i stand for a second but anyway <laughs>
0: i'm not even gonna be here <laughs> right now um i think my overall thoughts i thought it was funny that gia is now making much i don't know obviously i don't know how long ago this was filmed that she's now making much like guys what happened to the days of having a viral moment and it being your little viral moment and there being no much ever since what's that video why are you coming fast why are you coming fast when the guy had a song he did much i'm like guys
1: but it started know. before that i feel like, like no that was the
0: first time i, I clocked it world. oh no but huh
1: I said I feel like capitalism has people in a chokehold because that, that same year there were some people who got record deals, some people got this off a viral Johnny moment.
0: Neck. I'm a boss. i don't really rap on the beat as well. In no,
1: listen. But anyway, back, back to the point. Merch.
0: Viral moment. Yeah,
1: I just wanted to say yeah. I, I think capitalism has us on the neck because it's been happening for a, for a few for a few good years Even now. Even Sheree
0: sells. Who gonna check me boot caps?
1: that's so what i'm saying like why can't something just be funny and you let it go because i personally if i knew one of my friends went to buy a who go and check me boo merch or, or one of I wake up in the morning there are so many things or embellished oh. i'm gonna call you a loser because what Lozar. are you doing loser <laughs> what are you doing Guys, who gonna check me boo? Oh, wake up in the morning, think about so many, especially wake up in the morning, think about so many things. That's even worse. Cause fine, it was funny. We used it for so many tweets and memes, but Gia baby, come on.
0: I think come. what I could accept, I could accept maybe like a candle. Like a candle is something that's more functional. Cause I think because cause honestly, if we're now if you're not buying candles like say candle by Wendy, a candle by Karen, then I could argue that it's like buying Fenty skin, you know what I mean? It's like, it's clear, you need this object, you need a face wash, you need a candle, and you are like, okay, let me get one that's done by someone who's who I seem to like. I mean, I'm not doing it, but hear me out. But if you're now buying a sweater that says, we're gonna check me a cap embellished, I feel like with clothes, maybe it's clothes, I don't know what it is, but I feel like maybe with clothes, I don't see it as much. Maybe a sticker. i don't understand a sticker. Stickers aren't very expensive. I'd understand little things, but now you have gone to buy a whole, and these people charge exorbitant amounts because obviously they're trying to make their money back. It's like a hundred and twenty. I imagine. I mean, Wendy, Wendy's candles are very expensive. Um, Martina and I look. We weren't looking at buying them. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How much are
1: they?
0: Like sixty dollars. Great American dollars. Like even we were like, Mama's.
1: And you know it's terrible, not terrible, but like even in Wendy's case, the fact that she you barely knew what you were doing in production according to the show, and then just what you want to come and charge the candles.
0: I'm sorry, even even like I love the grand dame, um, even her, I wouldn't buy. Her. I'm sorry.
1: Dude, and you know one thing, I mean, she's not not the most craziest person about Jackie, but like Jackie Ina is known to smell good or have a thing for scents. So if she charges an amount for candles, I wouldn't find that that outrageous. You know what I mean? It's in line with what you've always known that she likes nice smelling things. Unlike people who are just on a show and they wake up one day and decide I want to do candles.
0: But the thing about it is when you're on a platform such as Real Housewives, you, you don't watch Married to Medicine. I'll use Married to Medicine as an example though. So there's this woman called Toya. Toya has been on since the beginning of Married to Medicine. I think Married to Medicine has had eight seasons. And one thing, someone had pointed out that Candy Candy always has a business she's showing you guys on the screen because it, it works as free marketing. She gets paid to be on the show and then she markets her products and then you look for out for them and then, you know, the market finds itself. It's kind of like posting on Instagram, your market finds itself. If I'm following Candy and Candy now says she's selling thongs, I'm buying a thong because Candy says she's selling thongs. So you're kind of put in under pressure to have a business as a real housewife, because it's like, you have a platform, people seem to care what you think, seem to care what you're saying, and you kind of do now end up wanting to sell your wares. Gia, it's different because Gia is not the real housewife herself. Like, and that moment was not that memorable. I'm seeing them say see Will Smith was singing it, girl, back up. Um, it really was, <laughs> it's like, I, I've, I have not, literally, between that time it trended and now, I've never thought about, Waking up in the morning, think of so many things. I have not thought about it. I have not um. gagged. I have not anything. Um, so I mean, I do get the housewives themselves getting into businesses. You know, making, you know, these brand deals or whatever. But it, like, it doesn't make sense. Wait, speaking of businesses, whatever happened to every hue beauty by, uh, first lady Giselle Bryant?
1: Ciao. I actually didn't even remember to you just said that now. <laughs> <laughs> How much should ask? That's crazy. You know, I totally forgot about that.
0: Let me let me go That's tweet it so that we get blocked by Giselle. Hold
1: on. You know Tracy got blocked by um Giselle on Instagram? <laughs> what did Tracy do. Tracy, what did, Tracy DM Giselle. And I forgot what it was about. I think it was the time. Tracy, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> you ask if Jamal was coming?
1: it was to do with it wasn't even this past season. It must have been with the that 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 when Monique and Candice had fought, right? And then yeah. the, the episode where Giselle went with the fake bodyguard. I think it was that episode. <laughs> and I forgot when Tracy Tracy was annoyed. I just like I wanted to give her, and she, I think she didn't think he Giselle wouldn't see it. Would ah? Giselle opened it and blocked her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Tracy's kind of iconic for that. Tracy's iconic for that.
1: Oh, uh, so you need to be careful or Giselle, Giselle. keeps her ear to the street. She will no, block I'm herself.
0: going to ask, whatever happened to every hub beauty? Like, actually, I'm I don't think anything I'm gonna do you see anything wrong with me asking a question? If we get blocked, I'm nope. I mean so anyway. My, or should I use my personal account?
1: Are oh, you're willing to take the risk?
0: I'll use my personal account.
1: To be honest, they have the same effect. If Whether you use the the, the the podcast thing, your personal account is in that bio. If you use your personal, the podcast thing is in the bio. It's life. It's a, like you said, it is a valid it's a question. question.
0: It's a valid question. She was hopping on and on about it.
1: <laughs> ah, don't kill me. Yeah, no, that that was a bit I can of a force. the real house,
0: I in New Jersey.
1: Yeah, it was just a force from GNT. So, yeah, foster. Yeah, but one thing that struck me out of that scene when they're having the little kumbaya at Louis's house, um, doesn't Mel- no, guys, Melissa Oyandinara,
0: like you know when someone annoys you, makes for good TV. That's not lie.
1: Guys, Melissa told Trey that she wants to hang out more, but you guys listen to the things Melissa says in the confessionals.
0: Melissa's so annoying for that.
1: Like, why, why would she want to hang out
0: with you, bro? <laughs> do, you, do you hear yourself? Do you hear the things you say? Like, do you hear the things you say? Like, this, you, you don't see it? You don't, you don't see why people don't want to hang out with you? Why would you say that? You ask? Why would you say that?
1: Um, I wanted to just kind of shift a little bit to... Jackie I found it so honest obviously how she was speaking about all of like her ED stuff and I don't know if she's ever mentioned it before that in prior seasons and I found that whole storyline quite sad like even how you know um her husband was saying how he didn't really know how to help because sometimes when it felt like he was trying to help obviously it was kind of affecting her even more and she felt really criticized and stuff and I just found that so sad but I mean I think one thing about Housewives, every now and again, maybe not all the time, but every now and again, there is something like quite a lot deeper and less surface level than, oh, you said this and you said that, and how could you do this? Um, but I also found it quite sad. But I love the fact that she was um she's in a place where she's able to see in herself that maybe she might be relapsing and she's not afraid to speak to her husband about you know I think I might need some help I might need to see someone and it was sad that even her husband was saying how her kids have noticed and naturally that obviously paid or had a huge impact on her that you know you never want your kids to see you at your worst or to see something that you wanted to so badly hide from them or protect them from um, but then speaking of Jackie that probably the little college shindig what do
0: you think about it? Um, I'll just piggyback off the comment about um, Jackie. Um, yeah, I think, like I said earlier about Real Housewives of Miami, I'm a person who enjoys very much lighter Real Housewives moments. I love, I love a light moment. I love like beefs that are not too dark. But I did see the need for us to discuss Jackie's eating disorder. Because even when they put the little picture from their wedding, that was so scary. Like She was scared scarily thin you could see her bones so if this is like this is not one of those things where it's like cynthia saying that her and michael gonna have a baby like it's not one of those things where you're like girl that's never happening in a million years you're just talking just flapping your damn gums um but jackie you can clearly see this is a problem she has and she was crying and you know this was a moment you know just between her and her husband where she could actually break down and say babes i'm not okay i I'm, I can feel myself sleeping, but I want you to know. And it was just really heartwarming, not just to hear about eating disorders, but also to, hear, to see what it's like to have support in a marriage. I think, like I've said, Real Housewives has taught me to argue. It's taught me a lot about finances. It's taught me about marriage. And that is another moment where I'm like, wow, that is what a supportive partner looks like. A partner who's like, babes, you're not okay, but I'm here. And, you know, a lot of these housewives, their husbands expect them to be okay, because yeah, you know, tr- being a trophy wife, oof, but it's so heartwarming. And I-, I respected Evan a lot more. Like I said, Evan was paying, but now I think even like inside, he seems like a good guy. Um, but yeah, to flip onto the party. Yeah, the party looked like a lot of fun. Um, it was weird. I don't know if you felt Teresa's absence. And when I clocked that Teresa wasn't there, I started looking at it like, could this show move on without Teresa? It won't. But I thought about it for a second because it's still at its essence. The Teresa show. Yes, what's her name? Jennifer is very entertaining. Gen- Jennifer is the life of the party. Jennifer, yeah, yeah. after Teresa, Jennifer is that girl. Like it's <laughs> As Jennifer's coming. Jennifer, Ooh, what's Jennifer gonna do? How's Jennifer gonna act? They're always thinking, like, but I think also it also is in their nature, they're kind of gossipy. You can see that these ladies are very gossipy and very clicky. I'm still not sure. Like, I think this is one of the first Real Housewives cast where I'm not 100% one team. Like, I like certain people. Like, I don't like Marge, but I like Jackie. Melissa, I'm like, oh, whatever. Um, I like Dolores. I like Teresa. I'm not sure if I like or I just respect um, Jennifer. But you see, it's one of those ones where it's not... Like you know, with Atlanta, it was always I'm on team Portia, Phaedra, Nini. Like that one, I knew which team I was on. They asked me if I'm going to fight for in a war with, for them. I would do it. Those are my riders. But my um, New Jersey, maybe I don't know enough. But I'm not yet at that point that I've figured that out. And it's nice to kind of see the dynamics flesh out. And we're gonna talk about Black Dolores in a second. But um, what about for you? How was? How did you find the event and do you feel yourself leaning towards any one team?
1: Um, first of all, I'm not gonna call her B word Dolores, because you heard the girls on the internet losing their minds. They said it's black history, Month. Can you guys not? So I'm not gonna do that.
0: Y'all, y'all finna jump me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Be honest.
0: Because <laughs> I know you girls like to tussle.
1: Oh, they like to tussle. When I saw that I said, Well. <laughs> but um. Similar to you i don't feel like i am on any team like i don't find myself leaning more towards one team or another it's also more so individuals um i can definitely agree that i don't like marge like marge is mean and i think tracy was very right that like you're able to acknowledge that you know what what jen did wasn't nice but you have to understand where she's coming from and at the end of the day the principle is that this woman is hurting and I think even Jen, she started—not Jen, sorry, Marge—started by saying, you know, I don't want to hurt anyone. You know, I don't want to hurt anyone. And I'm like you're lying. Like at least be about your shit and mean it. You know, be a be a woman of your word. Okay, ride sturdy and stand firm in in the mess that you want to create. And it was just giving me the vibes that Kenya had on that Bolo season, where she was like, um. Oh, well, I'm even only speaking about, because I know for a fact, if it were me, you guys never would have stopped speaking about it. Da, da, da. And you're doing these whole, what is, what is, so if it were me, if it were me, but it's not. So like, and even then, like, you just can't assume that, I bet you if it were me, people would have handled it like this. So I'm not going to handle it like this. It just, it's icky. Um. Even the way the people joke, like it's weird to me, like that joke Marge made where she tried to lie and say um, Dolores had seen Joe's Willie, And you can literally see that she, she first of all, she saw um, Dolores go over to greet Frank and somebody else. And I think she didn't like the vibes, or I don't know what it was, but you could just see Marge just si- like side eyeing her from the corner. Jiggy jiggy, she's throwing this joke about how, oh, um yeah Dolores said she she no oh I've heard and obviously Melissa's like heard heard from who what and she's like oh yeah Dolores told me and the thing is the way she kept going on and on and on only for her to come and say ha, 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 ha. you knew that if people fell for this you were going to ride by the fact that Dolores is the one who told you this you weren't going to admit that I'm lying I'm joking and it was just really strange to me I'm like this this joke like even Melissa was like okay it's enough now. Like we can stop, and it just seemed like they didn't want to stop, so it was really weird, but um, I really don't like Marge, and I just think a lot of it, even with the whole trying to hold Jen accountable, Jen may not be a great person, okay, don't get me wrong, because I'm going to get into a conversation I had with one of my, um, like a girl I remember, I know from high school, um, and it was about like Jen and Marge, and I can admit that Jen isn't necessarily great, but I think if we're looking at the situation for what it is, Marge is pretending like she wants to hold Jen accountable when it's more so about like redemption and like this aha moment. Um, I even saw this tweet that's like, it's, it's interesting how Marge couldn't understand why Jen had such a problem with what she'd done because she was basically the woman on the other side in the situation. So she's never really gonna, not that it's okay but this is where all of this women, you're a slut, you're this energy comes from because it's projection to some extent. But I just think for her to now come and say some really outrageous things like there's a limit to how long you can cry for and saying, unless she comes and says sorry to you, then she doesn't have any emotional intelligence. And, you know, like Tracy said, she's blinded by rage. And because she's blinded by rage, she's now not even being sensible in in how she's judging the situation. And so um, going to the conversation I was mentioning is that obviously the person the girl I was speaking to, she's been watching New Jersey for time, and she was like, yo, you can't, you can't tell me you feel sorry for Jen, like, and I'm like, you know what, she may suck, and the things that she's done may have sucked, but it's not even, for now, because I haven't been watching for long, it's not for me to be like, she is terrible, but I'm like, even with that being said, I just feel like the way she's behaving is snacks, like Marge, even when Dolores was trying to say that, oh, but I'm both of you guys' friends, which we're gonna get to later on, like you said, but Marge is so cute to come and be like, oh no, but she's more my friend. Yeah, but she's more my friend. I'm like, this is what shows that's got nothing to do with you holding Jen accountable. You want an aha moment and "Mm -hmm, even you, this is what you went through. And yeah, boo in your face. Um, Dolores is even more my friend than yours anyway. So she's not backing you. And I think for me, it's just a little bit nasty. And I don't know why, like it's not that I want to be ages, but seeing just, like, older women just being so nasty, it's just like, but why are you so nasty, man, like, stop, it just, it, it ends up coming across a little bit more childish, like, you see how in, in Potomac, y'all, I'm in a hood, I'm not gonna front, but anyway, um, you see how <laughs> in Potomac, um, Karen usually takes the position of the, okay, guys, enough is enough, like, you don't need to keep going on, Marge, Shame. And in this conversation with this girl, I'm going, we were talking about how she was saying how she, she definitely feels like Marge is one of those people who's horrible to beef with because she won't stop until she destroys you. And she won't stop until she destroys you, but she feels like it tends to not be unwarranted. And I was like, maybe it may, I don't know about the unwarranted thing. Like, I haven't been watching long enough, but I'm like, if that's the case, that means. Margin Candice same "Babe, because if it was warranted, it means they're going to take it to hell just because it was warranted. Like they won't, it won't be a fair exchange. They now have to take it to the pits of hell because you now came and provoked them and made them feel away. So for me, it's a little like mm, I don't know if I'm really rocking with that. I do also agree though that this show, I don't think it could last without trade. It that that see the party was like okay, it's cute, it's right, but." it was like a filler scene it's just that a lot of the stuff happened in that scene but it felt like something was missing
0: and you know what that was it was Trey
1: (laughs) it was Trey it was Trey trey. that's what
0: was missing um yeah um I'm excited for next week um I want to see if you know the Patterson Dolores comes out if it jumps out to see if you know that's really who she is because I don't think she I don't think the girls tussle like I really don't think the girls tussle but you know she looked like she was about to tussle with her but I don't think anything's going to come from that that to be continued told me nothing was going to happen it was going to happen if you're about it the girls that get it get it The girls that don't don't and the girls in New Jersey they don't get it I
1: didn't unless I I didn't like Dolores keeps making a, a a more difficult case for me to like her because I'm just like, girl, what? <laughs> like I want to like you. Cause in the beginning it was like, okay, you seem like then I'm like, hey bo. Then again, I'm like, hey, boo. Like the way she was up in arms when she found out that um Jackie was saying she's not being the friend to Jen that Jen needs. That's not a lie. Like even Marge came and said, yeah, but you're more my friend than hers. And it showed in the way she handled Jen crying. So I don't understand why she's so the enraged. in what
0: she was seeing, like, why are you so, why are you not worried about fixing your friendship? Why are you so worried about why I've, like, who am I? Like, if I'm not your friend, if I'm not relevant to your friendship, why are you worried that I'm saying you're a bad friend? Like, who am I? I'm a loser. Like, if it wasn't, if it wasn't bothering you, you'd just be like, oh, loser, irrelevant, no, non-factor. You're looking for a
1: moment...
0: Like shut it down, but Um, the fact that she wasn't able to shut it down, um, it's giving. I think Dolores, I I think I'm not gonna comment on that. I think Dolores is one of those people who's probably fun to stand, but when you really sit about sit on it and think you're like, yeah, I kind of missed the mark on that one. So I think I'm gonna suspend my membership of the Dolores fan club for now um I'll come back to y'all on that one but for now mm-hmm. I think I'm kind of good on her um the Jackie one the Jackie one continues I'm still a ja- fan of Jackie G um, Jackie. Jackie G
1: no yeah that's about it Jack for me so far I'll say um I don't necessarily like Jen especially with the backstory of what she's done but I I find myself sometimes feeling sorry for her like <sighs> me, you're dizzy, so the things you do is based off of your dizzy, not that you do things necessarily out of malice, and even the things that aren't the kindest, kindest. Sorry, it feels like you're just project, projecting. Like, so I can't necessarily. Unlike you know, there's some characters on Housewives where you're like you're you're terrible, <laughs> you're not that great. I don't get that from Jen, but obviously because I don't have the context of the old seasons and given how everyone on Bravo Twitter, Twitter feels about Jen, she must not be great. So obviously that's gonna, bruh, my judgment is going to be flawed or biased in that regard. Um, I enjoy Jackie. I enjoy Tracy because she seems like she's fair. Like I think she can point out that mm, this just Ooh. isn't nice, but I, I don't just, know in terms of the show
0: around with somebody's husband. I don't know
1: huh who Tracy
0: yeah
1: oh well I mean definitely me, the hero there. it I just
0: it's you here know what? and the It's there <laughs> everyone... okay, but
1: in that scene I oh in that episode oh and the one before to be fair because even from the house I did like the fact that she was like guys like I know we don't like this lady but come on um or maybe also her um what's this uh, her, her the empathy that she has comes from the fact that basically tiki would have been the one in that situation mm. so maybe because she didn't mention obviously like how hard it was and rumors and stuff like that so obviously maybe that's where she's coming from but nonetheless i do th- still think that the other women don't even see it like that like you're not even stopping me to think what would it be like for a rumor to come out about you especially as deep and as big as that they don't care i think they're just riding on the fact that they don't like jen but yeah, for now the only person who hasn't given me a reason not to outright dislike them are Trey and Jackie.
0: Honestly, and they were like and they was beefing last season, which is funny if you think about it.
1: As in, so.
0: But they're they're the ones who are not poking anybody. Like they're they're truly the don't start none won't be none won't
1: be nothing.
0: That's Cause even I like Jackie, it.
1: I didn't think Jackie was gonna pipe up until I saw the, which is also funny about Dolores. Dolores went into Jackie's face. Jackie's not returning, you're like, get out of my face. I said, Dolores, you're not about it. You ain't, you ain't about it. Don't, you're
0: don't, not gonna do it. Fight. don't do it. Don't do you're it. You're not
1: gonna fight. You're not gonna fight, girl. You're not.
0: You're not that. I just came back from the day and they told me you're still not that girl.
1: Still not that girl. So, but yeah, that's it for me from all three shows for this week guys i hope you guys enjoyed the episode be i sure know i have... did oh <laughs> well we know leo did um please be sure to interact with us on our hashtag reality check pod r-e-a-l-i-t-y-c-h-k-p-o-d on insta and twitter and our handles on both of those platforms are the exact same as the hashtag itself i've been Nessu, and i'm leo and until next week bye
0: Bye.